Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, August 6th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? This is the road to 200, baby. I think this is 187. Something like that. We went through when 200 actually is a couple episodes ago. I think it's like Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving, something like that. It'll be pretty hot. It'll be pretty exciting. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. We are the People's Podcast. There's a little slogan for you that we haven't whipped out in a while. I was um, I was on a run yesterday. It was pretty warm in Chicago. It was, you know, not not excruciating, but probably high 80s, straight sun, humidity was pretty high. And I don't know what it was about what I did yesterday, but usually I can go through, you know, in the middle of the day, heat of the day, I can still run a 10K and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm really sweaty. Like, this is a tough workout, but I, I'm like, I feel good. Yesterday was not the case. I, I was sludging and trudging my, my speed actually never dropped off or anything but it was really uh, I was very dehydrated by the end of it which is not usually the case because you know you only out there for you know it's a 10k so 50 minutes 55 minutes uh, slower pace but boy I was getting a little delirious towards the end of it and I was having all sorts of visions of gumdrop forests and candy cane woods floating through my head and uh, I knew I was dehydrated but I was like well I don't want to stop I'd rather just power through and and get home because I pretty much run three plus miles away from home and then I run three miles back one of the things that popped in my head the whole point of the last 60 seconds of this show was to tell you that uh, the people's podcast popped into my head we are also the Karachi Kid or the King of Karachi. I just like alliteration either way. If you missed it, we are the 104th ranked comedy podcast in the country of Pakistan, which is pretty, pretty impressive. And I'm just leaning into that. So hello to all my friends in Karachi, Hyderabad, the Khyber Pass, you know, all those places. I think I was trying to think of that term, Khyber Pass, last last week and I couldn't although I don't even remember if Khyber Pass is in Pakistan or if that's more of an Afghani thing but speaking of uh or or not speaking of but I want to give a couple shout outs here and the second one I give is actually going to lead into today's episode which is very different I know we've been talking Olympics the last couple weeks and the Olympics are technically still going on I assume because I know opening ceremonies were two weeks ago this morning. So you figure it's – we. I, I don't know if they go all the way until Sunday, um, which is Saturday our time. But uh, we're, we're pretty much at the end here. I think there's a men's basketball gold medal game going on tonight, a.k.a. tomorrow morning in Japan. But otherwise, I mean, and to be perfectly honest, I've not really been following any of the Olympics live. This week, I was really good with swimming the first week but this past week it's mostly you know emphasis has been track and field and i have just been kind of catching youtube highlights because i just i don't know personally not as invested but um before i give those two shout outs i want to mention that listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the bean town podcast number one will occasionally use some language number two this podcast is objectively terrible although we're going to take it in a new direction today we're going to be talking about something i've never 
really discussed on this show before, at least in in detail or in any sort of depth. And it comes from uh, stems from one of our shout outs, which we'll mention in a second here. Where the first shout out, just because it popped up on my memories from uh, what was it four years ago, I think, was a uh, a shout out. I'm giving a shout-out to the person who bought the shout-out from Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. the White Mamba. If you don't know, if you're not an NBA fan, Brian Scalabrini is kind of like a cult fan favorite basketball player who's like super white, uh, orange curly hair, not particularly uh, amazing at basketball, like a total bench warmer, but occasionally would get to come in games at the end and just – you know, hit hit these like random shots and the crowd would go nuts. Anyways, he's he's pretty popular amongst fans or was, you know, ten years ago. Uh it's a shout out from Brian Scalabrini as uh as ordered from my dear friends Ryan Austin English and uh uh Kristen Austin English. Her last her middle name is not Austin, but I just threw it in there. Uh so thank you both. That popped up in my like Facebook memories from four years ago, I guess already feels like longer and shorter at the same time but you know what wasn't there because i know i get like all my facebook memories directly from facebook didn't there used to be an app it was called like time hop or something like that honestly i don't really recall um and i think i had it on my phone for a hot second and i think it would aggregate all of your social media together tweets woofs Facebooks, all that fun stuff, uh, and I don't have it anymore. And I feel like you used to see a lot of people would like post it, post their results for that day on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is. I don't know if Facebook like bought them out and then just integrated it into their memories, you know, time capsule system, whatever. But that I felt like that was, I feel like that was a big thing, you know, six or seven years ago, and now it's. Uh, you know, you don't even hear about it anymore. So I assume it has gone extinct, which is actually kind of fitting because their mascot was a dinosaur. So in in the hopes of embodying this image of remember these things from the Cretaceous period, but in fact they were spelling their own doom. So uh, what I want to get into here today is you can probably tell from the title of this episode, although we're hitting seven minutes and I haven't even touched it yet, but we're, we'll, we'll run through it pretty quickly, I promise, because um, it's actually Friday afternoon and I got stuff to do, but is a shout out to my brother, my oldest brother, Walter Furness, brother of the podcast, hashtag, who's actually getting married in like six weeks here, which is wild. First and foremost, our call to action this week. Uh, if you have any bachelor party ideas, email us beantownpodcast@yahoo.com and it's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Not only will we read them live on the air, but we will actually do them. Okay? So this is probably the most influence a listener has ever had over a podcast. Here's your chance. Uh, but my brother Walt, I was I was texting him, I think it was yesterday, the day before, I don't recall. But he mentioned that he was at the doctor's office. Uh, getting an MRI, and he wore, he was kind enough to wear his Beantown Podcast 2020, I think, uh, shirt to the doctor's office, attracted a lot of attention. I don't know if it was mostly a Pakistani-run clinic or if it was more kind of organic growth, but 
It was pretty exciting uh, to hear that he was giving us some free advertising, which I really appreciate. I also think, and I, I wear the Beantown Podcast shirt myself from time to time, and it's actually in the washing machine running right now. Um, but uh, I think it's a pretty comfy shirt. I believe it's Hanes quality. Hanes, H-A-N-E-S. And it's it's pretty comfy. I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with the shirt. The only thing I don't love, it's a little bit like longer than I than I you know like my shirts to be, uh, my t-shirts at least. You know, I don't you don't want them to be too short because then sometimes you bend over, you got crackage exposed, or if you if anyone has ever worn a backpack before, if you wear a backpack with a sh- a, sh- a shirt that's too short, it tends to kind of bunch up, and then all in the back, and then all of a sudden your backpack is rubbing up against your skin, and that's never fun. But uh, yeah, it's it's a quality shirt. But I told I told my brother Walt two things. Number one, that in honor of him wearing it to the doctor's office, today's episode would be a power ranking. Of my top 10 favorite medical procedures, and we'll get to that in a second here. The other thing is um, a little bit more involved, but I'm thinking we should do a Beantown podcast, takes a deep dive into the the underbelly, is the word I was looking for when I was texting him and I couldn't think of it, but the underbelly of the American healthcare system, because he asked why his MRI, asked me to figure out why his MRI is, is so expensive, uh, and uh, he said maybe I could win a Peabody, which I think is something to do with journalism, so that's pretty high praise right there, uh, because right now it, it just feels like the Grammy or the Tony are less likely to happen than maybe I was hoping for. Uh, so that's potentially to come. But if I if I do do that, I would literally want to like go undercover in a hospital or something. Maybe show up in a in a uh, what do they call it? a body bag, a gurney? Is that what they use to to carry bodies in host Six Flags adventure parks? I think it could be pretty fun. But it would it would take a lot of time and effort and planning, and uh, probably need to hire a lawyer too. So I don't know. We'll see. Bean Beantown Legal Team contact uh, other brother of the podcast Jack Furness. Okay. Uh, let's get into today's topic. We are doing the top. 10 Quinn's top 10 favorite medical procedures. And these are through the lens of my own work in career as an unregistered nurse. And I haven't actually performed any of these yet, but I'm kind of thinking like from 10 to one, these are all things that I would like to perform. And let me just clarify 10 is not because this isn't a, you know, a closed list here. There are millions of medical procedures that I could do. So by the time we get to 10, we're already, you know, top of the top. So this isn't going from bad to great. This is going from great to awesome. Okay. That makes sense. And uh, we're going to read a couple, then we'll read some ads and we'll finish up. And uh, this is a common, common saying on the Beaten Town podcast, but we are we are going to move pretty quickly here because because I uh, I got stuff to do. I got to pack up. I am going to try to give myself a little haircut. Excuse me, a little cuts by Q action. I have not touched this the top of this hair in a year, 
and the sides and back, it's been at least since, I don't know, March, April. So I'm going to let this be my timestamp at 3.35 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. I'm going to do my best to uh, to give myself a trim without messing up so badly that we go to square one, buzz cut style. Because Rachel's never seen me like that, and I think she'd be grumpy. But at the same time, I take no responsibility because she's also the one who wants me to get a haircut. So what are you going to do? Coming in at number 10. Of the top 10 medical procedures I would like to perform slash just kind of an arbitrary 10 to 1 sort of ranking, an appendectomy. It's classic. Everyone gets one. What is it, like 94% of adults under the age of 26 have received an appendectomy before. My friend Sam Anderson, who I lived with in college for a year, he had an emergency appendectomy about two or three months ago, and uh, I always have wondered, like, because your appendix is, you know, you only got one of them, and it's in your lower left or right side, maybe right, I don't really know, I don't really care, I'll just start, I'll just start digging around in there until I find it, but... You know how some some people I feel like you, your appendix starts to hurt and you're like oh it's a very specific area of my body so that's what it's got to be. Other people like when my friend Sam had it earlier this year I think he just started puking and couldn't really isolate it so I ended up going to the doctor and somehow they discovered it. But uh, that's scary. You know if if my if my side starts hurting like I'll be like okay well. Let me go grab my scissors. Let's take care of this. But if I just started puking and I wasn't getting any better and it was my appendix, but I didn't know that, that would be spooky. So they say that we don't know what the appendix does, but I could tell you right now it provides us with great listener material. Okay, that's number 10. Number nine, oh, call, uh, call Randall Mc, Mc, uh, McLovin whatever his name is from the Ken Casey novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's a lobotomy. L-O-B-O-T-O-M-Y. Like Terrell Owens, T-O. Um, what's his name? Randall, uh, it's Randall Mick something, right? And Randall is spelled like handle, R-A-N-D-L-E. I was trying to say Randall Flagg, but he's the villain in Stephen King's epic The Stand. Randall Mick Murphy. That's what it is. McMurphy, a little Irish bastard. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I have both read the book and seen the film. I have not seen the spinoff television or streaming service series that they did called uh, Ratchet. But One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, great story. Um, sorry, I got a work thing. But yeah, he gets a lobotomy at the end. And lobotomy is such an old school thing. But I think I'd, I'd like to try it once. You know, perform, not receive. But what exactly do they do? We didn't, as a disclaimer, I yeah, this is going to go against expectations. But I didn't actually research much of this going in. 
What do they do when you get a lobotomy and it's like you come out on the other end, you're still alive, but mentally you're just like not really functioning close to 100%. There's not a lot going on, you know, up above. So what actually, what do they actually do? Do they just like send electric shocks and fry your axons and your synapses and your neurocortex uh or do they like what's a phlebotomy p-h-l-e-b-o-t-o-m-y now we got to figure this out there's phlegm p-h-l-e-g-m a phlebotomy a procedure in which a needle is used to take blood from a vein oh well that yeah you couldn't have two more different types of procedures that sound exactly the same lobotomy and phlebotomy lobotomy according to wikipedia is a form of psychosurgery oh i think i'd be good at that then involves severing connections in the brain's prefrontal cortex so they basically take you know like if it was a spider web and they just cut down all the connectors most of the connections to and from the cortex the interior is a lot of terminology here are severed okay so i could do that i mean you 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 slice the head open you take the the top off like you're a native american going scalping uh and uh you basically just get some snips i think you know like a fingernail clipper could be good and you just start snipping we're going to be talking about snipping when we get to number seven here. But before we get there, number eight, you have an organ transplant, which is what they called my dad growing up in Minnesota. And here's my question. What's more expensive? Your average run-of-the-mill organ transplant, you know, whether it be heart, kidney, uh, ear, uh, I, I, other organs, or... An organ transplant, like a pipe organ, from one church to the other. Because I feel like a lot of times they build those pipe organs so big that it's like they build the church around them. They're not meant to ever come out. So what's what's more of a what's more of a hassle, the organ or the organ? Uh, there was one time slash just probably like a period of week, a week, two weeks, I think when I worked in Baltimore, where I got really into playing Oregon Trail, the original, through like a, you know, an emulator on the internet. And it was really awesome. I think I broke the game in terms of like figuring out how to win, which is probably not that big of an accomplishment considering I'm not four years old. But um, yeah, there's like a certain strategy. You want to travel light but not too light and don't be afraid to dump your kids in the snake river because those they're just dead weight you know it's like the game of life one of the more realistic games i've ever played although it doesn't hold a candle to monopoly or operation which is relevant to what we're discussing today but i love in the game of life you get to the the bridge to retirement and you sell your kids for twenty four thousand dollars a piece if that if that actually happened in real life, I I would be like Vince Vaughn in that movie A Thousand Dads or whatever that one was. Talk talk about, you know, Vince Vaughn's got a list of like 30 movies that are all probably rated in the 30% range on Rotten Tomatoes. He just churns them out. Kind of like Sandler 
but worse and better at the same time. And there is one, I don't know what it's called. It's like, it's like a thousand dads or, or, you know, sperm my ride or something where he finds out that his sperm that he donated led to like a thousand kids and he meets all of them. I don't it's it's kind of it sounds like a goofy premise. I would rather see Boss Baby 2 Family Action if we're going for a family themed film. Okay? That's number 8. Number 7 is actually a triple threat. Kind of like me cuz I can sleep, I can eat, and I'll go number 2. You have uh we're going we're going south of the border for the next two. And in fact, the next 3 kind of all involve sexual organs to an extent number seven your triple threat we have vasectomy hysterectomy and circumcision Ooh, the dark horse so a vasectomy is when i don't even how do they enter do they cut a hole in your you know something i don't i don't even want to think about it i'm starting to feel a little uh just thinking about this and then they uh what do they do? They find your your you know the tubes from your where your sperm comes out, and they they basically like put a stopper in there. I don't know. That see it is basic. You know, if I go go in there tomorrow on the street and start performing vasectomies, that's kind of what my strategy would be. Look for something that you can, you know, insert some sort of rubber stopper into that you get from the Home Depot. And I know, okay, I don't want to hear all your Trump, anti-Trump, whatever. I only go to the Home Depot because it's literally down the street from my house and there isn't a Lowe's close, okay? So cut me some slack. The hysterectomy, I'm pretty sure they 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 singe your uh, fallopian tubes. And then the I also don't know where they enter for that though. Do they go up through the the haha, or do they make a little slit, or what? Okay. Then you got your circumcision, a classic move. How old? How 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 young is too young for circumcision, and how old is too old? Legitimate question. Something I've never considered before. What, what do you what do you do? You get born, and then a week later, they're like, "Let's take care of business," or is it you know five years, ten years? I don't know. How much do moils make? Are moils is that like their full time gig? Is performing Jewish circumcisions like are you are there full time moils or are they like rabbis who do side hustles? That's a question that I have. Number six, a C-section. Growing up, I always thought it was C as in S-E-A, like Captain Ahab or Ishmael. A C-section. I'm pretty sure this is where they basically, like, you get one of those saws if you're, you know, cutting down a Christmas tree. And basically from the belly button down, you just go, and I don't know, there's probably some sort of amniotic, embryonic sack of some kind that the little kid is hanging out in. But I suppose you just kind of reach in there, 
I would probably wash my hands first, but then you reach in there and you just kind of, you just kind of, you know, get in there and make it happen. Okay. That's probably what a C-section is. Okay. Let's hear briefly from our sponsors. Let me find the ad read first here. It's always a hassle. I oh, I got some things in my phone are under my notes section, and some things are in my like Google Docs application. Here we go. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Uh, where did we go? Uh, if you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspections market and you want a safe certified home inspector that you can trust, you know who to call. His name's Steve. He's my dad. Call him at 541-410-0316. That's my birthday. Or visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, in case you missed it, 541-410-0316. Or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection. Perfection. I want to give a shout-out to Paps Blue Ribbon for providing hydration and beverage services for today's show, unofficial sponsor. Also, shout-out to the Samson Q2U Series. I got to tell you, we, we, we mentioned last week maybe trying to do a little, uh, you know, Chicago Roxy karaoke, and I've been running it through my head, both that one and also I'm thinking doing uh, My Kind of Town, Sinatra. And it's not ready yet, um, largely because I haven't put any time into it, and partially because I'm re- I, up until about ten minutes before I started recording this show. <coughs> excuse me, this show. I was not planning to record, but turns out the, the weekend is just going to be a little bit more packed um, than I was anticipating. So I was just like, we gotta we gotta shoehorn this thing in now. Uh, so no, none of that is ready yet. But don't let me forget because. Samson is going to have an integral line in my in uh in in my karaoke. It's like the podcast buildings, that's not how it goes, but something like that. Chicago the bean town is the Samson series. Bean town is, you know, it's something like that. So be on the lookout for that. Um, when God speaks, sorry, reading an email, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Finally, our good friends cuts by Q potentially going to be thrust into action in about half an hour here. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle, we all love it, but how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fauxhawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com, and that's cut! Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. Okay, sing it with us. Tune it on up. 
Loudspeaker time. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Cuts by Q. All right, welcome back to the second half of the Beantown podcast where we are power ranking my favorite medical procedures that I might go out on the street and perform later if I can get legal clearance. This is Quinn David Furness. And we're going to briefly, before we jump into the, the top five, introduce a new segment called Quinn Changes His Laundry Live on Air from Washer to Dryer. Excuse me. And sings Herbie Hancock. Here we go. Welcome back. Let's go back to the couch here, our recording hub, and let's look at number five. I don't even remember what it was. I got to pull a list up. Something with your second. Oh, it's a boob job. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I don't know what the technical medical term is. A breast enhancement. I think it's the only plastic surgery one on here we got. You know, there's not much else to say about that. If it's done well, it's a beautiful thing. If it's done poorly, you end up on Real Housewives, okay? And Real Housewives, oh man, if you haven't been following the drama with Erica Jane, she is screwed. But more uh, more relevant to this show where we do our, our, you know, when it's in season, we do our Salt Lake City recaps. We've talked about Jen Shaw many, many times, but guess who just got, uh, I don't know, cited, paroled, ticketed, disbarred, dismembered today or yesterday? Mary Cosby, apparently, back in like the spring, I don't think she was arrested, but like cited or something for harboring a a fugitive? What was it? Rachel was telling me about it this morning. She's working from home today at, in my home, working from someone else's home. Uh, yeah, it, it, but it was like a family member who was like on the run from the law. I think what it boils down to is like one of her grandkids, step-grandkids or something was probably like on the run or had a warrant out for his arrest. And she like knowingly provided a home for that person to stay in. I think that's what she's, like, getting, you know, she's not in, like, big, deep legal trouble or anything, but that's, you know, whatever her violation was, that's what it was. So that's boob job at number five. Number four, this is one that I would like to do, 
But you, you can't just walk up to anyone on the street and do it. And it's not even like a boob job or a hysterectomy where you can walk up to 50% of the people on the street and do it. You're, we're talking like 0.0000% of people here. Number four, separation of conjoined twins. The other thing that's tough with that is you kind of have to be right there in the, uh, in the maternity ward or the, the pediatrics ward or whatever, you know, the operating room to, to jump on it, right? You can't, if you're, if you're late, you're going to miss the boat because I feel like most conjoined twins are, they are, they are unjoined minutes or hours into their first couple of, uh, you know, waking moments. It's, it's not, it feels uncommon to see conjoined twins in real life. And if they are, they, they, they probably are doing a special guest spot featurette on the Today Show. From 8 to 9, we're talking about the war in Afghanistan. From 9 to 10, we are doing a featurette on conjoined twins. From 10 to 11, it's just Al Roker's weather report. And then from 11 to 12, it's fun pillow shams that your nephews will love. That was essentially the Today Show formula when I was growing up. And now I think there's more emphasis on the pillow shams and less on the war in Afghanistan for multiple reasons. But number three, oh, this is one I always wanted to try. Because all you really need is like a knife and a straw. A tracheotomy. That's when... Someone's got something stuck in their throat, and you got to go in there and give them some air. We had uh, we had some sort of like survival book in our bathroom growing up, which is a great place. <laughs> to because if you ever had any of Quinn's honeycomb bread and you're on the toilet after, you're gonna need tips for surviving. No, we had this book, and one of the like tips in there or like procedures i don't know they were random things like what to do if a bear attacks or what to do if you get audited by the irs one of them was a tracheotomy how to how to perform one i think basically it looks pretty simple like this is why i think i i, I could do this i think you just need a knife or a, a, a you know like a, a branch with a sharp a tree branch with a sharp ending could work for jabbing and you basically just like find where that person, where the obstruction is. You want to go below that. And then you just do a little cut it, cut them open. Don't worry about the blood. It'll happen. And then, although I don't know about this, because sometimes in like movies or real life, people slit, get their throat slit and then they die. So this one. I, it might, I might be simplifying it too much. But basically, you get that hole, and then you jam a straw in there. Now, I know the trend these days is to have the paper straws. I get a sense that with the uh, blood and the stomach acid, you might want to stick to classic plastic. So sorry to the emperor penguins out there, but there are more pressing things happening right now. 
and you just get in there and you start blowing. So that that kind of buys you some time. But the question is, it kind of seems like a, now that I'm thinking about this, it kind of seems like a two man job. Because if I I'm I'm here, I'm I'm cutting and blowing. Then what do we do next? You know, because we're not going to live like this. You know, th- that's like being conjoined twins, but worse. Because I'm doing a lot of work here, and you're unconscious. So you probably need a second person to get in there with some tweezers and and remove the obstruction through the mouth. I suppose. I'm not sure. I honestly, I didn't think that far, because I didn't think we would get there. So. TBD. Number two on our list. This I have a I have a whole I, I say it's a screenplay, but it's all in my head. A tonsillectomy. You know, uh, in the film in the 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 Zemeckis film Castaway with Tom Hanks, when he gets the ice skate package and he's got that real bad toothache, and uh, well, you know how it goes, yada yada yada. I thought it'd be a great idea to to take that concept and really. Bam! Kick it up a notch. What if you were stranded on a desert island and you got real bad tonsillitis? I think this was one of the hallucinations I had uh, during the, 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 the multiple times I've had real bad tonsillitis. One of the options I've considered is you're on an island by yourself, stranded, and you're going to die unless you remove your own tonsils. Which, from what I've read online, is not likely to end successfully. But I feel like, you know, not not me, but a general like you could could try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, like Kirk Cousins said, if I die, I die. But if it works, I mean, that'd be pretty amazing. So I, it, it's kind of like 50-50 on the fence. Another Seth Rogen movie, I think, right? I've never actually seen it. Is that Joseph Gordon-Levin and Seth Rogen? I don't know. Apparently, it's good. It's, what, like 15 years old? I never saw it. I think it's on Netflix. That's a tonsillectomy. I've had many people ask when I've had my tonsillitis a couple times, why don't you get a tonsillectomy? And it's like, well, one... I would have to, you know, I couldn't use my voice. One and only. Okay, there's a million reasons, but the number one reason legitimately is like, how would I do my podcast? Because I don't know if you've been, I don't know if you've been living under a rock or living in Iraq, because I know we're big in Pakistan, but it's, is close to Iraq, but you got Afghanistan and Iran in the way, so I could understand that. Uh, I, I I don't miss a show. I don't miss shows. There will come a time and a place, probably due to a gunshot wound or if I tried to give myself my own tracheotomy, where I won't be able to do a show. I'll miss a week, but we'll get a guest host. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. Not that's not gonna happen just because I was like, oh yeah, let me get a tonsillectomy, like. It's going to have to be better than that, okay? You're not going to get rid of me that easily. Number one on our list, it's the ultimate surgery. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's as cardiac as it gets. 
Cardiac Kodiak. One of my friends was posting some Instagrams from uh, Anchorage this afternoon. Told him to go to AK Alchemist, get some hot sauce. It's open heart surgery. I don't even really know what they're doing. Because open heart surgery, frankly, sounds a little, like, not specific. Okay, we're going to open you up. And you get the jaws of life, pry your chest cavity open. I don't really know what they do with the ribs. What do they do? They take your sternum out and say, well, we'll you know, toss it back in later because it feels like it's in the way. But then, okay, so now you got your open. You get to the heart. You got your heart. It's pumping. Boom, 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 boom. And then surgery is the last word. Well, that can mean a million different things. So we haven't really determined what we're actually doing with the open heart surgery. And maybe it's just kind of a catch-all term. Like if you wanted to... If you wanted, you know, to put a stint in there or maybe remove uh, an aorta or if you wanted to put a pacemaker in, you know, these are all things that you could do in an open heart surgery. Maybe that's why it's the ultimate surgery because it's, it's actually like 27 surgeries rolled into one. That's pretty neat. I don't know. I'm going to give you our list from 10 to 1. To remind you, and uh, thanks again for Brother the Podcast, Walt Furness, for inspiring today's episode. And I promise you a shorter episode, and yeah, there's a lot more I could say, a lot more rambling I could do, but I, we're, we'll, we're going to try to leave it clean and neat and efficient, just like if I was performing my own lobotomy. Number 10, appendectomy. Number 9, lobotomy. Number 8, organ transplant. Number 7 was a triple threat, vasectomy, hysterectomy, circumcision. Number 6, a C-section. Number 5, boob job. Number 4, separation of conjoined twins. Number 3, tracheotomy. Number 2, tonsillectomy. And number 1 on today's list, open heart surgery. Friends, family, and fans... I want to thank you all so much for listening to my show. We are in year four. We are stronger than ever. And I'm excited to announce, I don't know the exact format of it yet. You'll recall last fall, we did a New England road trip in October. This year, it, it's the first one, where we, first road trip, Hopefully not the last. I'd like to do another little one, not quite as epic as, you know, last year or what I'm about to announce. But um, in, uh, let's see, not next week nor the week after, right? Like, no, next week is Friday the 13th. Whoa, talk about spooktacular. Uh, So not that weekend and not the weekend after, but the weekend after that. So in three episodes, we will have our American Southwest Road trip special. I don't anticipate breaking it into four parts like we did last time. Because uh, to be perfectly honest, this road trip is going to be a lot of driving, hopefully in a car with air conditioning, and not as much like lots of ton- lots of little stops. I mean, there's still going to be stops. But every day I'm driving like three or 400 miles minimum. So... There's just going to be a lot of time spent in the car. My plan is to bring my recorder, uh, not my, not you know, what you play in middle school, but rather like my Sony handheld recorder. 
and maybe you know give you some it, it, the podcast could very well kind of be like an anthology disjointed like you might get a little uh little clip from the grand canyon joshua tree uh palm springs death valley from the top of mount whitney you know you're you're it's going to be a real hodgepodge but that's the plan um and I'll do my best to get, you know, we're going Monday through Friday. So I should be able to get, come back, get some stuff edited together. Um, you know, I think, I think we can make it work. But that's something to look forward to. Um, full itinerary, just in terms of major stops and sites. We're going Phoenix, Flagstaff, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, uh, Death Valley, the Sequoias, Bakersfield, Santa Monica Pier, baby, Palm Springs, and Joshua Tree. That's kind of the rough, you know, two weeks out itinerary. So, yeah, we're leaving for that in two and a half weeks. It should be fun. And I'm excited to bring Beantown to the Southwest. Uh, we have, I mean, we've taken this show many, many places. Not so much in the last year and a half for obvious reasons, but one place Beantown has never been is the American Southwest. We've never done a Beantown, uh, you know, from from Arizona. Nothing from Nevada, because I don't think I broadcasted when I was, or maybe I did. I have to go back. Two years ago, I was in Las Vegas, May of 2019. I got to go back. That's when I saw James Taylor the first time to see if I um, did a show from there. I don't recall, to be honest. We've done half of a, a half of a show from LAX one time. Although I don't even remember. I think I was going to and then I didn't. I don't recall. I had a layover there. So we really haven't done anything from California. So it, it should be exciting. And I haven't been to California outside of LAX Uh in a god i don't know it's been a long time so i'm excited because i've never been to the sequoias or death valley or bakersfield or palm springs or joshua tree so hitting hitting some sites that's what i got for you thanks everyone for tuning in i really appreciate it i hope you enjoyed today's power rankings i've got stuff to do so i'm going to leave it there thanks for listening i hope everyone is enjoying the rest of their summer happy august We are on the road to 200. My name is Quinn David Furness. Stay safe. Stay sane. And I'm going to check in on you next time. Bye, everyone.